this is Mark and Sarah of The Determined <laughs> coming at you live from CCA College, wait, California? California. College of the Arts. Uh, we are sitting in the Interaction Design office getting ready to teach uh, in our next class. We're teaching a class called Social Lab 2 this mm. summer. And yeah, we just wanted to make a little time to share with you a little bit about who we are and why we're doing what we call the Determined, what it is and what we're doing. Yeah, and it's, um, it's coming on our two years of being a studio and it's been quite the ride. <laughs> um, yeah, and uh, you know, this podcast idea is a little bit of an experiment. You know, this is something new that we're trying and we hope to share more about us and our studio as well as the stories of those that we admire, the people that we work with, our colleagues, our friends that are doing kick-ass work. We hope to interview them down the road and give you their stories as well. But uh, yeah, going back to the idea that this is our two-year anniversary, holy shit, what a ride. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's a really great time for reflection. Uh, yeah, it's been a, a crazy road on my end. Um, can't believe it's been 10 years since I graduated uh, VCU. I went back to school later in life to get a second degree and I graduated in 2008 and I'm sure a lot of you know that it was not the best time to graduate. What what happened in 2008? I don't remember. <laughs> you don't remember? Jeez. Apparently there was a recession or something. Something like that. Yeah, so there were pretty much no jobs, slim opportunities, and I stumbled upon an organization called Project M. Um, which was a really great organization. It's been around for about um, since 2003. And I knew when I graduated, I wanted to apply my design skills towards creating positive change in the world. I knew that design was a great tool to help visualize ideas and to, and to convey messages in a way that can create impact. And Project M was my opportunity to dive into that space more. What's um, the M for? Good question. Um, John Bielenberg, who is the founder of Project M, a, a friend of ours, mentor of mine, he would always answer that um, with Project M meaning uh, Maine, or that's where he started it, the state of Maine, or even uh -huh. Samuel Mockby, who was the inspiration for Project M. Samuel Mockby did something called the Rural Studio. That's a whole other podcast, but uh, look into that if you're interested. Um, so that's kind of where um, the seed of me applying my design skills towards creating positive change um, happened. What about you? Yeah. Sarah? So uh, I've like while you've been building this career doing social good and design in um, that space, I've been since about 2002 um, building my career in tech and you know started out as a web designer for an organic farm actually in Idaho. Um, and it's funny how things come full circle, but I decided I wanted to move to the big city. I put that in air quotes. I moved to Seattle. Um, got into user experience design in um, the early 2000s and build my, built my way up as a UX designer uh, through startups. Moved to San Francisco where all the opportunities for that was. Um, uh, just kind of like worked my way up the career ladder doing what I thought I was supposed to be doing, making my way up to, to being a big shot designer. And um, I was working as a uh, head of product finally in my last startup job. So I've, I really felt like I was like 
doing what I was supposed to do. I had made it. Um, I was leading a team and helping this startup do what startups do more efficiently, you know, just that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and basically that was around 2013, 2014. I started noticing that the narrative around climate change had shifted. Um, it was much less about we need to prevent this horrible crisis from happening and more about, oh my God, this is happening. What are we going to do? And a lot of what I noticed first was actually around the food industry and agriculture. Um, I, I'm a fan of food. I like to eat. I, I think many people like to eat. I think so. <laughs> and um, obviously I became very concerned about you know, food security and how we're growing food and food practices and how we're adapting to climate change. Mm. So I was just looking through my old Facebook timeline for a good time, go back to 2013, 2014 and see what you were posting. But for me, there was a lot of um, concern about the climate and about food at that point. And I started noticing, you know, things that I was reading helped open my eyes to the fact that consumerism is a really big part of uh, what's contributing to the problem. And at the time I was working for a startup that was an e-commerce company. So I really felt like I was contributing to this problem and it started to cause a lot of cognitive dissonance for me and distress. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I was stressing myself out about this job. It was, it's hard working in a startup and being head of product. I had a lot of responsibilities and a lot of stress. And I just got to this point where I couldn't, understand why I was burning myself out for this job that was not solving any important problem and was in fact contributing to the problem that I felt was the most important thing to do. Mm. So long story short, I quit. (laughs) Well, it's, it's, it's funny. I think at the same time, I think mine was maybe 2015. I had my own epiphany. I was actually on a road trip with John Bielenberg, uh, who we mentioned before, uh, coming back from a, a workshop in Utah, coming back to San Francisco. And I had this epiphany in the car with him. I realized all the work that I was doing was great. It was crazy work, you know, building bikes out of bamboo, bike touring around Iceland, um, working in Alabama and traveling and all this other stuff. And I started to realize that I was working on all these smaller projects throughout the last couple of years. And I wanted to I had the need or the, the feeling that I wanted to kind of amplify or, or you know level up the work that I was doing to have a greater impact. And more specifically, I wanted to focus my efforts on the environment. Uh, I love backpacking. I love the outdoors, camping, trail running. And yeah, I think you know around the same time, Sarah, I was also having these um, realizations that, hey, we have one planet to live on. You know, the work that we're doing, the 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 800th photo app on the iTunes store. Is that really worth my time to, to, to put in? Um, or should I use my skill sets towards, you know, addressing some of these bigger problems? And so I think that was where all this stuff really started to, to kind of um, fall into place and help me realize that I needed to change up my freelance career and, and kind of create something a bit more focused on these bigger issues at hand. And so with my time working with John at Project M, I wanted to apply the thinking wrong process, which is something that he teaches, which is also maybe another podcast. <laughs> um, and I wanted to apply that creative process into these environmental um, issues. 
And uh, I just, yeah, I, in my work, I've seen the power and the impact of, of uh, what people can do when they collaborate, whether it's designers, um, writers, programmers, people in the non-creative space, people with a wide range of skill sets and backgrounds. I can just see the impact that they have. And so I think that was really around, yeah, just, shot, uh, just over two years ago, it was, I woke up one morning and, and realized I wanted to you know, like I said, level up my professional career. And I think the, the seed of starting a studio started to be planted. Cool. Yeah. So for me, um, I didn't know that I wanted to start a studio per se, but I, I knew that I wanted to try freelancing for a while. I was totally burnt out, um, having some serious health issues from all the stress of startup life and just almost PTSD when I thought of going into an office. So for a while I needed to freelance, work from home, and just figure out um, how in the world can I make a living with my design skills, um, strategic skills. Uh, I really enjoyed leading a team and helping that team work more efficiently, Mm -hmm. Um, uh, leading brainstorming sessions and things like that that I was doing as a head of product and startup. Can I do that as a freelancer? So I started talking to a ton of people who were already doing some sort of freelancing or um, consulting. I was doing a little bit of design education in the meantime just to make ends meet. Um, And so what I didn't know at the time, but what I was doing was building my skills as a designer. You know, you have the skills of creating the the pixels, the things on the screen. Mm -hmm. Um, But there are also all these soft skills like teaching or facilitating or communicating or helping teams collaborate and in the two years since um, uh, 2014 2015 I was basically building up those skills and meeting people who understood how to help me learn what I needed to learn Mm -hmm. Um, which is how I met Mark Uh, a mutual friend introduced us you know she was like you are interested in design education and social good and using your design skills and facilitation you need to meet Mark, because that's basically what he's been doing. Um, another conversation like that where I was like, what can I do? A friend said, you need to go talk to these people at Factory X. And so I went to Factory X. I met Tom Chi. He's a very inspiring individual. Um, I started doing a fellowship there. I did a fellowship with them for six months, working with their team that taught the prototype thinking process that Tom Chi invented. Um, to social entrepreneurs, we would take them through these four-day intense prototype thinking workshops, um, having them prototype and test something intensively like 20, 50, 60 times in these four days. And so I, I learned a ton about how to take social entrepreneurs through this rapid prototyping and testing process. And then um, in those months, uh, Mark you know, was, was getting this idea to start the studio. He had this gig with somebody to um, facilitate some workshops in Tahoe. And it was with a group called Elephant, an event called Design It. And um, his co-host, co-partner, dropped out at the last minute. So he called me. And so we got together in Tahoe and led these two nonprofits through a combination of Mark's Thinking Wrong stuff and the prototype thinking stuff that I had just spent some time learning. And it was a really quick whirlwind thing with these nonprofits, but it worked really well. 
And so I kept, you know, the gears kept ticking in my head um, afterwards, like, hey, Mark, hey, 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 Mark, (laughs) I think we should actually make this a thing. Like, these two processes make a lot of sense together. I think we've got something really unique here. I think we should actually, like, start to do this. And we, I think we, how I describe it to people, we kind of had a coffee date for about a month or month and a half of just talking out loud what this might look like and just making sure we're on the same page and just... You know, we were starting a business relationship. That's that's pretty intense. It's kind of a big deal. <laughs> it's a big deal, yeah. <laughs> and so after about a month or so of, of our coffee dates, tea dates, uh, I think we officially said yes in like maybe April or May as just like, okay, let's let's just see what this does, like see where this goes. And I think we dedicated X number of hours a week. That was 2016? Yeah, and so we just opened up Google Docs and we busted out the (laughs) post-its and we just wrote and sketched out and did all these things to really like kind of build the foundation at least or the scaffolding of what the determined could be. And also, side note, the name the determined didn't even come to us until probably two months after we even started this thing. Mm -hmm. We had a laundry list of, uh, of potential names that I've... For some reason, I think I deleted, and I'm so pissed that I deleted that. <laughs> there were some good ones in there. We were XYZ for a while. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, it wasn't until July of, of 2016 that we publicly launched. Is that the right word? Is that, what, <laughs> yeah. is that what all the startups do, launch? <laughs> um, and we had a, what do we have, like a one-page website with mm-hmm. like our manifesto, and then the call to action was to sign up for our newsletter. Mm-hmm. And that was it. And then I think about a month later, we added an about page or something. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so we definitely started small. We started out, you know, Sarah has this phrase, starting out ugly. This came from you. I think you, um, somebody that you followed probably posted something about starting ugly. And you were oh, like, hey, Sarah, right. we should do this. Yeah, right. It kind of came as a challenge from you, mm-hmm. I feel like. like. I think the challenge was we were going to blog about our journey mm-hmm. and like reveal all of the ugly stuff yeah. every day. I think it was like, something like a, that. every day. And we did not do that yeah. every day. But, but the but the, the idea was there of starting ugly. So yeah. we just ran with that. Yeah. So intentionally putting out, and this is part of the prototype thinking process too, is just putting things out there that you know are not ready yet because mm-hmm. you're going to get the feedback that will help you make it ready. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. You know, we, we knew we didn't want to spend weeks, if not months, in the studio putting together a very polished website and then realizing that, that our messaging was off or how we were you know, the services that we were offering, how they were not what people wanted. So we wanted to start small and, uh, and, and literally, you know, start ugly yeah. <laughs> with, with just the one page website. I think, you know, it was just a simple WordPress site. Um, and then, you know, we had this, we started with this phrase, we want to help good people doing good work, not fail. And I got a lot of comments from the grammar police about how that didn't make any sense, but whatever. We just thought it was a fun twist on on that phrase. Everything we do is an experiment. Yeah. And so we started going wide. You know, we wanted to focus on, like I said, good people doing good work. Um, But people were knocking on our door who were perhaps maybe less inspiring. It was awesome that we were getting knocks Mm -hmm. on on our door, to be honest. And, uh, but you know, it was work that, you know, they were very passionate about, but maybe for us, it was less inspiring based on our, you know, epiphanies, our insights, um, that we had individually that led us to start the studio. 
Yeah, it, it sort of seemed like anybody with an idea could convince themselves that they were doing good work if they tried hard enough. <laughs> yeah, and you know, kudos to them, but that's just not where we wanted to spend our energy. Yeah, so we started um, thinking about narrowing and, you know, just as our experiment and what we were learning uh, unfolded, we started figuring maybe we need to narrow our message or change our messaging. So thank goodness we didn't spend a lot of time on it. <laughs> um, uh, just, you know, like, what is it that we want to focus on? What is, what is it that will make us excited to come into work every day and put our skills to work? And around that same time, we also met the um, organization called Mini Labs, the network Mini Labs. Their their tagline is Science for Good. Science for Good. And Sarah was, uh, yeah, you were asked to give a talk. We met uh, two guys who we're still friends with, um, who were part of the, who's part of the Mini Labs network. And then one of them invited Sarah to give a talk. Um, on just our process, yeah. you know, the importance of putting good design, having good messaging into the work that we're doing. Yeah, and, and kind of a call to action to um, spend your time working on problems that matter mm-hmm. or taking all of the skills that the lean startup and startup movement in San Francisco, Silicon Valley, all of the networks and things that we've built and moving those towards the uh, climate space or nonprofit space or doing good space whatever space you wanted mm-hmm. to call it but just like wh- how, what power would we have if we took all of the engine of silicon valley and mm-hmm. put it towards this right, right huge problem that we have to solve for humanity yeah and and during that event sarah was on stage with a few other people um each of each of you guys spoke what maybe five eight minutes mm-hmm. and there were two people on stage that were scientists and researchers in the science space, the climate space, and they were just talking numbers and data and facts. And Sarah and I were in the back. We're like, what the hell are they talking about? And they were very passionate about it. It was important information. And really cool products that they had totally. invented. Totally, yeah, yeah. If and you could wrap your mind around the why. Right. But there was no why there. Right. And so we literally that night at the back of the room, we had this epiphany of, you know, wait a minute, these are the people that need our help. These are the people that need better ways of communicating uh, what it is that they're trying to do, better messaging on the products or services that they're in, they're creating, um, you know, maybe focusing on their tagline or their pitch, obviously, you know, their identity, branding, marketing, things like that. And so I think at that moment, we pretty much just decided, hey, let's go all in in the climate space because these are this is probably one of the biggest issues that humanity's ever faced. And we feel like design and at least the stuff that we are bringing to the determined, you know, my thinking wrong background and Sarah's prototype thinking background is a really great one-two punch when it comes to helping people in that space. Yeah. From the very beginning, that workshop that we did together in Tahoe, before we were even the determined, um, we had a mini workshop that I had created called Messaging That Resonates. And so this was kind of bringing that together is like, oh, this messaging that resonates thing is actually Mm -hmm. a really big deal for the climate industry. Like, how long have we been trying to convince people to change their behavior and prevent climate change? Mm -hmm. And this, like, message is just not resonating with people. This is a huge challenge that we can help solve, and that's really exciting. Yeah, so since the beginning, we... Um, have been hard at work producing content. We've written a number of blog posts, 
sharing our thoughts and ideas about creativity and design and prototype thinking, thinking wrong, all that stuff, and how it um, is important in the creative process, especially when you're building out new businesses. We've put together a number of downloadable PDFs. We've had some of our friends design t-shirts for us. Um, so we've been having fun kind of creating that content that we know that, um, that these entrepreneurs, these people that are in the climate space need in, ter in, in terms of helping them uh, just kind of get a head start in terms of um, building out their, their new product or service. Yeah, and one of the exciting things that's developing now as we're making this shift is I'm really seeing the narrative around climate change shifting from, you know, the whole we must prevent doom and gloom crisis to this climate thing is a huge opportunity. Like, we have this problem to solve. There's just too many carbon molecules in the air. Like, this is a problem that science can solve. And we can create products out of this carbon that we've sucked out of the air. We've started developing the technology to take the carbon out of the air and like make it into something else. And now we're creating a new industry. And this is really exciting. Yeah, it reminds it's a wild me of like list. the very beginning of the dot com situation, mm -hmm. like all these startups being like, wait, how do we start up? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I think it's really exciting because we have the knowledge from the startup industry that we've been through. Um, that we can now take what we've learned and prevent some of the old mistakes and move quickly, which is one of the things that we really need yeah. to do in this industry is move quickly and solve these problems fast. We can't afford to spend 10 years trying to figure out how to fund and start up a company. Yeah. Like We've got this. Let's just apply all of our um, learnings from the last 10 years to, I guess, the carbon tech startup industry. It's yeah. the new thing that's really exciting. Yeah, and, and even other areas that we're also interested in too, you know, the regenerative landscape, regenerative agriculture space, yeah. ocean health, clean energy. So we, we know that there's, an, solving climate is gonna take a huge amount of effort from so many different industries, so many different levels, from so many different angles. And, you know, I think with us narrowing down our focus with this particular space, and then even within that, you know, uh, a few pillars within that space is helping us better provide the the creative services and the things that we know we can offer them. Those those entrepreneurs in the space, those companies, those accelerators, the foundations, the universities. Like I said, it's going to take all levels, all industries, um, to to help solve this um, big gnarly crisis that we're facing. Yeah, and I think the last thing that I would say. Um is I want to share this story because for me as a designer, design is problem solving. And there are a lot of people around me in San Francisco, I look around, there are a lot of people who have problem solving skills in some way or another, maybe not design, but maybe it's copywriting or maybe it's uh, finance or whatever. Um, it, I think it's really going to take all problem solvers to come together and focus those skills on solving this problem for the next 10, 15, 20 years, we really, um, it, it doesn't make sense to me for anyone with problem solving skills to be working on problems that are just like, how do I sell things to rich people? Another, or, or another photo app. <laughs> Unless you're trying to sell things made out of carbon to rich people. Let's just yeah. shift that Let's over. Shift it to there. Yeah. <laughs> so my call to action is if you are someone who has problem solving skills, how can you use those skills to solve this huge problem right now. Yeah. Yeah, and you know, uh, I guess my call to action would be that if you are someone in the 
climate space, you know, if, whether it's carbon tech or, you know, ocean health, clean energy, regenerative landscape, regenerative agriculture, like give us a call. We <laughs> sounds cheesy, but, uh, you know, we're here. We, we, we know that we can help uh, you, uh, you know, create the impact that your product or service uh, wants to have in the world to help those in need, um, to help us solve these big challenges. And, and we're excited to, to jam with, with those that are, um, that are putting in the work. Um, and so with that said, you know, Sarah, happy two year anniversary. Um, and, you too, Mark. Uh, <laughs> thanks, for, been, thanks for hanging out. It's been quite the ride. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and, you know, as we mentioned earlier, this whole podcast thing is an experiment. This is something new that we're going to try. Um, check out our old blog posts. We have a newsletter that we send out whenever. <laughs> we call it our mixtape. Our mixtape, yeah. Um, you can check us out at thedetermined.co. We're on Twitter, uh, Instagram, and I guess on Facebook, right? Yep. LinkedIn, I guess. Yep. Um, yeah, so you know, we're at just shy of 25 minutes. Uh, we hope the future uh, podcast that we have will be a bit shorter, but we wanted to take this opportunity to kind of share our origin story. To, get it, to give you all a better sense of just where we're coming from and why we're doing the work that we're doing and hope that this sparks something in you and would love to, um, yeah, to continue the conversation. So Yeah, thank you. Cool. Later. Bye. <laughs> that was good. <laughs>